Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired. Kairos. Shazanga. Morgan and welcome to this episode of Shots Fired. Joining me as always, my co-defendants in the dock, Jisanga Malata. Co-defending my ass. My record is clean. My record is clean. <laughs> but what's good, people? When you're firing shots, you're a co-defendant. Trust me. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you're firing blanks. Oh, you to something there? Nah, 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 nah. All right, all right, fine. My shots are still firing. Then. I'm right. I'm, I'm in the dock God. alongside and the man, the myth, the legend, Kairos. Welcome you all. What's going on, my brother? I'm doing well. I'm blessed. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys so much. And last, but by no means least, it's G. Hey, what up? What's going on, y'all? <laughs> so everybody's all good this week, I take it. Yeah. I'm blessed. Nice. Well... I'm not going to lie, I've been looking forward to this episode all day because each and every one of us is going to bring it. Those pistols are cocked, those pistols are loaded, and to kick things off, it's Jisanga. Right guys, obviously it's been a few days since Habib Nurmagomedov, or Nurmagomedov, that's how you actually pronounce his name, you don't pronounce the G, but I'm just a stickler for that type of stuff. I didn't know that, yeah. I learned something new today. Yeah, it's Nurmagomedov. It's like, huh. Nama, yeah. Nama, it's yeah. a silent G there. No, it is a silent G. That's correct. That's correct. So anyway, we're, we're, we're digressing. We're deviating from the point. Already. <laughs> the point, the point <laughs> it's only taken 13 fights in the UFC for people to realize how to say his name now. But anyway. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So, Habib Nurmagomedov, sorry, I even, I even screwed up there myself. <laughs> God damn. Habib, obviously, he's hung up his gloves. He's walked away from the sport on top 29 and oh and as is always the case when a fighter well one of one of the biggest fighters in in the sport or big fighters in the sports when they walk away the debate of greatest of all time obviously subsequently follows now a lot of people have in light of Habib's dominant performance over Justin Gaethje which I mean, it, it was domination. I, I don't know what the two judges that uh, scored the first round for Justin Gaethje were watching. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that anyway l- later today. But it was a complete domination from Habib who just ran through Justin Gaethje like a buzzsaw. <laughs> and and after, after, that, after that, a lot of people have anointed Habib to be the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Now, I have no issue with people holding that opinion. But my issue is the fact that people are just basing it off of that performance and they're not taking into account Habib's record when you, when you look at it in comparison to other, other former dominant champions. So my main issue, as we've said before, as is probably the most prevalent issue in MMA, is recency bias. I, I just don't know how 
mixed martial arts fans are so quick to forget forget the past consider especially considering how how young the sport is the sport is only 27 years old it's not as if you have to go back into the 19 1970s or, or, or what have you of the, right, the, an, right. the annuals back then to 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 look at people's resumes there's still videos that you can go and watch and fight past and see prime george st pierre see prime john jones and you can even see prime fedor as well because they've got some of his fights up uh, up on there as well so my issue with recency bias this weekend arguably well arguably if you were to put aside uh anti-doping transgressions anderson silva is fighting and anderson silva for me, I have him in the second place in the greatest of all time list. So my issue with recency bias is, you know full well this weekend, there's going to be, if Anderson Silva manages to pull off some crazy front kick to the face of Uriah Hall in his farewell fight, people will immediately say, Anderson Silva is the greatest of all time. It's never in doubt, blah, blah, blah. He's done this at 45, I think Anderson is now, which is crazy to think, actually. So my topic to you and question that I put forward to you guys is why on earth are we in the MMA community? Why do we have such short memories and why are we so biased to fighters that we've seen put on dominant performances most recently? Mm. And I'm going to start with Mr. Morgan. Mm. You know, you hit the nail on the head in terms of recency bias and I think as well confusion over terminology and how we're actually giving consideration to these terms as well goat and um, pound for pound greatest of all time now for me there is no argument as to who the goat or who the uh, pound for pound uh, greatest of all time is but why I do think that there is this discrepancy, like I say, I think it just goes back to everybody is kind of like singing from a different hymn sheet. Everybody's kind of like got um, different criteria, and that's where the confusion is, and recency bias as well. Mm-hmm. But as I said, as it pertains to Anderson, look, look, <laughs> if Anderson pulls off some crazy upwards elbow like he did in Cage Rage or whatever all those years ago, you know full well that this weekend the pendulum's going to swing and people will be like, oh, you know what? Well, we can actually nitpick at Habib's record. And yeah, Anderson. Yes. So anyway, yes. G, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think fans just like winners. And I think when you just win in, in spectacular fashion, as soon as they see it on their TV screen, you're the hottest thing out there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing it with, and I'm seeing it with Khabib. Like, yes, the 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 triangle, the transition, his whole performance against Justin Gaethje was stunning. But you can nitpick at certain things with his career. Like, remember Trent um, from Bloody Elbow said he wasn't exactly the most dominant champion. And I have to agree with him. He's, yeah. How many title defenses has he had in comparison mm. to John Jones, Ronda Rousey, and, you know, who else? Anderson Silva. So there's like you, there are arguments to be made, but I just think fans, as soon as somebody gets a spectacular win, here they come. Dick Riders ready just to be on his nuts and just, you know, that's it. It's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, who was moaning like that? Was that, that was wild. That was me. (laughs) And then, and then on top of it, you also have to discuss the fact that um, this sport attracts new fans and younger Mm -hmm. fans. We're also attracting fans that have never seen Anderson Silva fight. 
you know, or like yeah. they only know Connor or Khabib. So they they really, to me, have like a bad case of recency bias. And, you know, I think it's a lot of new fans that are, are like that. I don't know. Kai Rose, what, what, what were you about to say? I hear you choking on something. I wasn't going to say, I was laughing at what she said. I wasn't expecting you to say dick riders. I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hashtag uh, raw dog. I just, I don't want to like jump ahead of where we're going to go. So I'll keep a little bit of it reserved. But for now, mm-hmm. I just think that a huge problem also is I think you hit it on the, with the nail on the head at the beginning. The difference with criteria, yes. But I think that we also don't understand the definition of words. Because I also needed someone mm-hmm. to explain yeah. goat versus pound for pound for me. And mm-hmm. I feel like that also led to like, me spreading misinformation too. Because I was, I was on that um pound for pound train for a minute was John Jones being number one and I didn't really understand the points that I was making as for what I was arguing for but when someone explained that to me I was like okay wow there's a few people that explained it to me and so I don't want to give everybody credit because I don't remember everybody's name so I don't want to give anyone Mm -hmm. but um it was multiple people and I think also another factor too is we have a lot of fans who are coming into the sport from different eras. And me personally, like I'm a relatively new fan for MMA. I started watching like towards the tail end of the WEC days, so I had to go back and watch everything retroactively to gain knowledge on everything. But I think a lot of fans yeah. who've gotten in in different eras didn't go back to watch stuff. They just are watching what's yeah. coming in front of them. So it's like, all right, well, I don't have the knowledge base to support an argument because I don't see the full picture, but also you have people who are just willfully ignorant, who have been watching, who just don't give a fuck and are biased, but then you also have people who just are haters too. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a few different avenues that people can fit into. So like, but if you're one of them haters, you gotta you gotta let that shit go. <laughs> you gotta let Word. it go. Yeah. Well, Kairos, yeah. if you, well, so you said you came in towards the, the end of the WEC era. So obviously you remember that final show when uh, Rogan and Goldie called the fights because obviously those, the, those fighters were transitioning to the UFC. I can't remember who headlined that card. Does anyone remember? Mm-hmm. Was that was that Pettis? Mm-hmm. It might. Yes, it would have been. It was yeah, that was the final show. Yeah. Yeah. Henson, yeah. yeah, Benson Henderson and Pettis. Oh, yeah. 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 But in comparison to all these new fans, I mean, Kairos, that is OG shit. So I mean, you're not a relatively new fan yeah. if that's when if that's when, if that's when you came in, man. You've when Cairo said that, I was like, wow, he's not a new fan. Um, I I met someone that was like they started watching um, DC versus uh, John Jones too, and I almost fell out on the ground. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I was like, let me get out of here before I insult you just with my knowledge alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I consider I like the OGs, like the people, like yeah, I was watching when Pride and Dream first came out. Oh fuck! Like okay, y'all are OG, like UFC yeah. one wearing boxing gloves and one hand unwrapped. I'm like, holy shit! I wasn't there for that. <laughs> like, y'all are the real. I OGs. hated UFC at that time. I was like, I'll be over here watching boxing while you guys fight with one glove, looking all fucking crazy. Like I was the person that would pay UFC one no mind until they got weight classes and stuff. I I was not interested in that. The first time I ever saw UFC was on Friends. Do you remember Monica's? boyfriend uh wants to be the 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 ultimate fighting champion do you remember that and bruce buffers in that episode that's the first time i ever saw it have you never have you never watched that and friends friends i'm not i'm not that deep in friends i have to say no but yeah i'm just saying that's the first time i ever like came across it and then i mean lo and behold it's a relationship that's never gonna end you still watch the reruns oh no 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 no. like well i I don't actively watch them if i'm just like sat on the sofa and just background noise i want to hear it yeah then i'm like yeah i'll have it on but i mean i don't yeah 
don't I don't actively seek and watch friends. People are gonna rip me in the comments for this now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I brought it up. I was like, wait a minute, you uh... watching Pokemon and Friends at right. age oh, ninety nine? How dare you, sir? The Pokemon, like, oh god. <laughs> At your big age. I am 31 years big young. Age. I am he's about to go to a wet and wild next. He's going to go to a theme park for children next. I don't know what she's about to do. <laughs> <laughs> going to McDonald's. Can I have the Travis Scott burger and a Happy Meal, please? Right. With a high C. Is, is, is the ball pit open? High C. <laughs> Let me chill out. All right, I'm done. I'm done bullying. I'm done. Uh, dude. Is the ball pit open? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. You people crucify me, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Oof, let me catch my breath there. Oh, jeez. Oh, I was waiting for y'all to... Yeah, I was waiting for y'all to segment with me in, but I guess I could go. Anyway, uh, you guys might hate me for saying this. You guys might love me for saying this, but I'm going to say it and let me go off on it. Habib Nurmagomedov is the greatest fighter of all time if you started watching MMA in 2018. Period. Point blank. (laughs) Y'all have got to be shitting me. You guys have got to be shitting me to say that this man is the greatest fighter of all time. And every single time people want to throw out 29 up, 29 down. Look at his resume. Do you guys understand what a resume is? You motherfuckers must have never had jobs the way that y'all describe what an MMA resume is. It baffles me that y'all want to talk resume and... And Habib is oftentimes the first fighter that you're talking about with, granted, having the strongest resume. This guy has beaten probably three, maybe four Hall of Famers. Maybe, depending on who you ask. Connor's a Hall of Famer. People say that RDA isn't. I think he is going to be a Hall of Famer. And then uh, Dustin Poirier is going to be a Hall of Famer, I believe. And maybe Justin Gaethje if he continues to win. That's four. That's four. And compared to let's just go with john jones because i want to go with john jones because y'all motherfuckers are making me angry y'all are so upset with john jones (laughs) past transgressions that you're allowing that to blind you from the fact that this man has more title fight wins and competitions than habib Nurmagomedov has ufc bouts you guys are trying to look me dead in my eyes and say habib is the goat because he's been dominant over nine ufc opponents let's not forget that this man has been inactive for a lot of his career let's not forget from the fact that he defended the belt once every year for the amount of times that he had the belt. Like, you guys, I understand that he's a dominant force and no one has stood a goddamn chance. But for us to immediately throw this crown upon this man and it be fueled by misinformation or dislike for Jones is just outright disgusting. Like, you have people who immediately go into Jones' private life saying, oh, he did this and he did that as if that justifies him not being a better fighter in terms of what he has done as a professional fighter or those same people want to go to USADA and say well he failed a drug test well how are you going to reference USADA the people who popped him for a drug test but then fail to keep out the part that they exonerated him and said that there was no way he intentionally ingested that amount because the trace amounts in his body was way too too low to yield any factor of performance enhancing benefits how can you guys choose to read Twice. chapters one through two of a book mm-hmm. But skip the fucking end and say that you, let me write let me write a quick like cliff note special on this book. Who the fuck are you people? Why are why is this happening in our space? And I understand people don't want it like John. He's done things to make us upset. But for us to act like 
when John fought who he fought, they weren't at the top of their game. You're crazy. Let's list off the names of Hall of Famers that John has beat. Shogun. Oh. Shogun was a legend when he had the belt and when John went out there to face him. Granted, he would lost like two of his last four, one against Lyoto, one against, mm -hmm. I think, somebody else, but it's still... Shogun was a staple in that division previously before coming to the UFC. When he fought Lyoto, Lyoto was on a streak. Vitor Belfort, murdering fools. Rashad Evans, Rampage Jackson, mm -hmm. Daniel Cormier twice, Gustafson twice. Like, guys, it's not yeah. <laughs> even close. And the difference between John Jones and Habib is John Jones throughout his entire career beat every single person at their own game. He didn't stick to his game plan a single goddamn time. You can't ever, you can never tell me your most dominant fighter ever beat someone at their own game. He sat there and kickboxed mm. with Gustafson for five straight rounds the first time they fought. And go back and watch. That fight wasn't as close as you guys think. John edged out at least three rounds. Clearly three mm. rounds. Can you I go back. Ask? Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. Um, why does he? Um, why doesn't he act like a goat? Why does he have to make videos telling us that he is the goat? You don't see that as an issue. Like I think, if, I think he is the goat, and I totally agree with you, Kairos. And I think his resume, like you said, speaks for itself. I think he has the names. You know, he has the names. He's be he's beaten some really high up contenders dc he's, he's got the names he's got the record he's damn near never lost but i think something's wrong when you have to self-proclaim yourself the goat or you have to tell everybody you're the goat and get people like you upset defending him if he was really the goat all the stuff that he's done in his past would not affect people's you know thoughts of him and you wouldn't mm, be here you wouldn't be here defending yeah, him you understand like back, gsp could be None of these people that everyone is claiming the GOAT, they're not saying anything. So why do you think John Jones feels the need to kind of like clear his name or declare himself the GOAT? Well, I have I mean, he's so special, that. right? Like he's, ne you know, he's winning. He's, he's the GOAT. Why, is he, why does he feel the need to prove that to us, even though he has the record? My first answer I squeak is this. His hinge gets the grease. Yeah. <laughs> his hinge gets the grease. Put it this way: I can see why he'd be pissed off. I can see why he'd be fired up. I can see why he'd feel that he's got to fight his corner because you got all these detractors, all these Johnny Come Latelys, all these people who've only read the last chapter in the book, yes. and they're declaring someone else after all that he's worked for. Mm. You're gonna take all that he's worked for, motherfucker. Plus, <laughs> I do agree that you could go in there and present yourself with dominance, but. I think John has done it differently, and it's as Cairo said, he's like, I'm not sure, I think I've mentioned this before, but do you remember Heroes? There was a character in there called Sila. He yeah, bruh, the powers I love that show. Of his opponents, and that's exactly what John does. Yeah. I mean, remember when he wrestled with Cormier? Who would go in there and purposely wrestle with someone who is Olympic an Olympian? Yeah. yeah. And names he's taken out as well. Shogun, Machida, you went through mm -hmm. them, Kairos. Rampage. We're not talking about people in the twilight of their careers as well. We're talking about live dogs. We're talking about people who were dangerous. He was a champion in his 14th pro fight. You gotta give him his props. And if you're not gonna give him his props, John, you're damn right. Go out there and snatch it. People are taking the piss. I think with John, it's obviously people just for some reason they just they can't look past his transgressions and now i don't want it sound as if oh yeah i'm just i'm, uh, I'm bringing up the fact that jonah's black but also african-american athletes are 
often or or just black athletes in, in general they are often more re- reminded of their past transgressions and their mistakes than their white counterparts mm-hmm. that's like it's as we said a couple of weeks ago but held to a different yeah. standard, standard. Mm-hmm. held to different mm-hmm. standards so i think well I, I, I think that's why John is coming out and vehemently defending his resume as well. And it's it's like Mike said, it's like, yeah, this guy, obviously Habib, obviously you, you can't detract away from Habib's three title defenses. Obviously he beat Conor McGregor, he beat Dustin Poirier, he beat Justin Gaethje, he beat three hard and tough game opponents. But it's like Cairo said, I mean, John literally, he threw himself into the fire pit is 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 mm-hmm. it, like he gave his opponents well in theory an advantage by by meeting them with with their own game and it's but just he, yeah. what the, other what other champion has done this like here, here's I mean, the thing here's the thing yeah. everything you're saying is true but can we also blame John for these transgressions that we have to discuss oh of course hundred percent understand I, I, like I hate uh, to be somebody's old black grandmother but that standard <laughs> that fucking standard that I hate so much that I live by that I Mm. breathe by, except on Twitter. You know what I mean? But that standard, you know, it's something that applies to all of us. So if if John would have just kind of lived by that standard, you know, he wouldn't have to make these videos. He wouldn't have to brag. And it's like they forget that they're black athletes, that they're going to be held to a different standard. And it's just very disappointing as a a black woman to see a black athlete now begging for y'all to respect him because he ain't do Mm. the right thing from jump. You know, yeah. and we wouldn't even be having this conversation if he would just sit his ass down and just quietly beat everybody up. Don't you see GSP? Clean record. Everybody just beats up everybody. Let the fighting speak for you. But because he's just such a bum, he's got to just, you know, he's just got to, hey, guys, look at me. I'm the GOAT. But he fucks up. G, yeah. you're forgetting that we had a fighter who Thank you. left the gloves in the middle of the cage and begged i'm talking about beg you have to give this to me i owe i'm owed this <laughs> he was campaigning like some kind of president on like some kind of campaign trail for this title he had to ask for it it was not granted mm. so no wonder john again that adds fuel to the fire you've got someone out here campaigning and pulling at people's heartstrings plus recency bias yeah no wonder john would be kind of like fired up no wonder john has to feel that he's got to come out and state his case of course he's got to come out and campaign of course i get that his feelings are validated i perhaps don't agree with his actions Mm -hmm. and i'm also that fan that kairos probably hates so much i'm like yeah he's a goat (laughs) but he ain't shit you know what i mean like i'm that fan and you know kairos you already schooled me on that so you know but go ahead See, I don't begrudge. I don't begrudge Habib begging in that in the moment. Like obviously, he's literally overcome by emotion, like a, a type of emotion I haven't felt, and I you don't want anybody to feel. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't begrudge him for for asking for that. Like, and it's probably the one thing that he's just asked of the UFC during his entire time, because for by all accounts, he's he's a company man as well. Well, apart from sticking to his principles and not not giving Connor a rematch right. but if you if you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i don't begrudge that and Kairos, i wanted to actually touch on what you said there beforehand like the differentiation between the go and the pound for pound for me i think the pound for pound is the best fighter best active fighter at this moment in time 
so then obviously you, you go through the list and you compare their most recent wins and at this moment in time I think Habib is the best pound for pound fighter you look at his resume of who he's beaten and how, how he's beaten them Justin Gaethje second round submission uh, Dustin Poirier uh, third round submission Conor McGregor fourth round submission mm-hmm. and then if you look at John Jones's uh, t- uh, last three title defenses Anthony Smith yeah it was a unanimous decision victory but it wasn't that entertaining Thiago Santos split decision Many, some people scored it well obviously some people scored it for Tiago but a lot of people in the MMA community scored it for Tiago Dominic Reyes people scored the fight for him as well so yeah I think at this moment in time uh, Habib is the best pound for pound fighter but do I count him above do I hold him higher in the list of uh, goats ahead of John I don't know can, can we also like get back to defining this criteria because if we are going to go on a transgressions per transgression let's just remember let's just pause to reflect that Khabib Nurmagomedov has said some questionable things about homosexuality Mm, Khabib Nurmagomedov has said some questionable things about women Khabib Nurmagomedov has literally flown out of the cage like some eagle like his namesake and fly kicked someone in the face now if you're going to talk about John's transgressions, which there are many and which yeah. are unforgivable, then I, I do really agree feel Khabib's transgressions need to be discussed in the same again. conversation. Yep. Personally, no, that's true. Yeah, 100%. Personally, yeah. this doesn't get airtime. Yeah, it doesn't get airtime. People don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. People don't reflect on the fact that no one's perfect. I know this. You know this. We know this. But when talking about be people exalt him to this godlike status and they forget yeah. about these transgressions no i'm not forgetting you know i'm not forgetting about john's either you know i don't even understand female fans of khabib especially ones that train in jujitsu or train in martial arts like when i'm on twitter and women that i know train in martial arts are like let's go khabib or they're obsessed with him i'm like he wouldn't even look at you he yeah. thinks he thinks you should stop training and go home and please your husband. Why are you a fan of this man? Like I understand being a fan of his Finish work. Your husband, he yeah. says. Yes, but like when I see women that train in martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu kind of just be all over him and and just love him to death, I'm like, why? He doesn't like you. Mm. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Well, he'll literally wow. tell you to go. Go go home and finish your husband. That or make sure Not you me. finish your husband. I that th- that was that was a direct direct quote. I remember. Yeah. I think yeah. women who train in martial artists should be like fuck Khabib. Instead, I go online. They worship him. I think it's so bizarre how that people just make mm. excuses for the guy, but he does have his faults. People just can't separate the person from the person's craft. If you know what I mean. Yeah. That's that, that that's a big thing. Like look. I love John Jones, love Conor McGregor as mixed martial artists. I enjoy the way they fight. I, I love the way they set things up and I'm, I'm enthralled by their respective fighting styles. Do I think they're the best human beings on the planet and be role models? No, I don't. But obviously that could change over time if they make concerted efforts. But right. I can differentiate, I can separate the man from the sportsman yeah. or the, sport, the, the female athletes from the female sportswoman. Yeah, I can separate that. A lot of people can't. Yeah. A lot of people can't too. It's something that I've noticed. It's it's very strange. It's like fandom. It's just let me just forget all these terrible things just because they're really good at fighting. It's I just find it to mm-hmm. be so bizarre. And they do it a lot with Khabib. Don't forget the push ups too. He paid, yeah, he paid a homeless bad. man to do push ups and videotape. Yeah. That's very that's uh, that's snide. You know. It, it, yeah. I didn't like that at all. But I now, think go I, ahead. I was about to say I I wouldn't begrudge people for being 
like well fanboys or fangirls of them of of those people if the if the athletes in question have made steps to atone for their transgressions and have made conscious efforts to change and apologize for them vehemently if you know what i mean so but in the case of a lot of these guys they haven't so it's yeah people just need to they they barely apologize for pez they get caught sticking something up their butt and be like oh i ate meat australia and meat has this you know they just they barely the horse meat horse meat over 13 to 1 testosterone to empty testosterone yeah so i doubt that they'll ever really apologize hey i didn't mean to punch that guy in the face or i that'll never happen and plus we're in a sport where it's very easy for people to ignore them so if you know it's easy for a fighter to be like well, I'm not talking about that because they're gonna love me anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that John Jones isn't acting like a goat. What do you mean by that? I'm a little bit confused. Um, I feel like when you're a goat, your actions speak for themselves. And yes, he does have this wonderful record with all the names and the resume you mentioned. But I just don't feel like he needs to make a video trying to convince us and Khabib fans that he's the goat. I feel like he just can sit back and be the goat. I don't understand his actions right now, and it's been a couple of days mm-hmm. now. He's been whining, and you look at other pe- <laughs> and you look at other people that other folks consider the goat. They're not saying a damn thing. Anderson Silva yeah. doesn't say anything about being a goat. All the people we discuss, like most of the people I hear, is GSP, Anderson Silva, John Jones, and um, the only person that has self-proclaimed himself a goat is John. And in my mind, I'm like, if you're that great, why you gotta convince us? I'm that's glad true. you brought up those names for your goats because that's exactly my but, next point. Listen, the goats that I've heard, yeah. don't say my goats. <laughs> I'm that, but I'm glad you brought those up. Okay. Every time people talk about the goat talk, and I'm not meaning you in particular, okay, but good, I just mean the, the sphere of mm-hmm. MMA. Who's the one fighter who could arguably be in every single goat conversation that no one ever includes? He's never done anything wrong. He has never said anything wrong. He went out there did his work, won his fights, and came home. Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius motherfucking yeah. Johnson. Okay, mm. well, if a goat's supposed to be act, was if a goat's supposed to act in humility and not speak <clears throat> out, Demetrius Johnson is the fucking picture in the dictionary for what mm-hmm. that's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to talk about what he's done. They constantly discredit what he has done, and we always want to talk about holding black athletes to the same standard. Well, he exceeded that, and where is he in any goat conversation? nowhere to be found to be honest he's one of mine you know like he yeah i feel like he's left out the conversation too much but we all know about demetrius johnson fans don't like to see little men fight and they don't find (laughs) his style because he was so good at fighting that he made it look easy that fans didn't appreciate it that's why they don't talk about him being the goal which is a damn shame i think for demetrius johnson if he was in the pre pre mcgregor era the pre champ champ era people would give him his props yep. a lot more people yep. would give him his props a lot more i think now unfortunately the the goalposts have moved when it when it comes to anointing the goat that it seems that to be considered in consideration for it now a prerequisite has to be champ champ status look at why yep. henry sohudo so aggressively pursued mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. pursued the, the the flyweight title as well so i mean and don't forget too we've we've moved the goalposts as far as you know defending belts like anderson silva and, and that was enough mm-hmm. for fans but now dana has called this business the entertainment business so now you also have to defend your belt be the best and also be entertaining 
you know, so he doesn't necessarily fall into that category for some people. And newer fans are changing just like the culture is changing. Just like you said, Chisanga. So he, I think he falls into that, even though he did, you know, mm. he held himself to that standard and he was winning. I just think he fell through yep. those cracks, unfortunately. Yep, unfortunately so. Yeah, and <laughs> sucks. Yeah, I'm done. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you're up next, G. Well, we're going to do something different today, fellas. I'm kind of excited. We're going to do things backwards today. I'm going to ask the question first, and you all are going to discuss your point of view, and then I'll discuss mine. And also, let me bring the listeners up, okay, because we're going to be discussing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and policing. And let me bring the listeners up. I'm a former police officer that did 10 years on the job. I did six years as a plainclothes vice officer which is a cop that specializes in guns, drugs, and prostitution. And then after that, I got promoted to sergeant, and I became a police supervisor. But I want you guys and the listeners to know that this isn't just my perspective. It is also the perspective of other police officers because I wanted to just get different perspectives from different types of cops. So I spoke to um, two patrol officers, guys that wear a uniform and just, you know, write tickets and, and get, you know, regular patrol. I spoke to a patrol captain. He has rank. And I spoke to a sergeant of the gun recovery unit. He's a plainclothes sergeant that supervises officers that only go after people that have guns. So I have all their thoughts on this. And my question to y'all is, do you think it would be beneficial to the police department if they made Brazilian jiu-jitsu mandatory? Do you think it would help with police brutality? And I'm going to start with Michael Morgan. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in my element now. <laughs> I'm sure that you have the same um, issues that we are dealing with here in the UK. So this is somewhat coloured by not only what I see on the global scale, not just in the States, but globally, but particularly in the UK. So this is why I'm coming from this viewpoint. We've had figures this week released, and these are ongoing figures which are reflected in this fact, that if you are a black person black male in particular you are nine times more likely to be stopped to be searched by a policeman now when it comes to racism it's been proven time and time again that cops that the police are institutionally racist when they're called out on this there is denial hence the reason why literally We're talking like 25 years or so after what was at the time known as the McPherson report. Mm. After that came out, that was shown then that the police were institutionally racist. Nothing has actually changed but the date on the calendar. So when you fast forward to today and you talk about this in the context of what's happened recently with George Floyd... When you talk about what's happened recently in the UK with Mark Duggan, black people are still continuing to catch hell because of institutional racism. So the last thing I'd want to do is to empower a police officer, whether in the States or in the UK, with an additional tool Mm -hmm. that puts black people's lives in jeopardy because when our lives are in jeopardy we don't get recourse through the justice system again through racism again because we're at a disadvantage when we step into the dock if we were alive 
It's even worse when we're dead because we're not there to actually give an account for what actually happened. The odds and the cards are stacked against us. So no, giving an additional tool, an additional tool which, by the way, in the wrong hands can kill. Mm. No way. Mm. No how is this. I reckon I would be shocked, surprised and amazed if... Anybody in the UK on hearing this would be um, for it. So I, I'm shocked, surprised and amazed in America where you have more of a, of, of a possibility of dying at the hands of police if you're a black male. I would be shocked and surprised if there is like a majority of people who are going for this. But in short, just to recap on what I just said, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree with Mike's sentiment. I, the last thing that you want to be doing, like, look, I, I understand why the conversation is happening and why they, they, the rhetoric is that, oh, yeah, you could use jujitsu to subdue somebody, blah, 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 blah. But in, 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 the, in the case of George Floyd as well, that need that Derek Chauvin put on his neck, he was supposedly trying to subdue him, but the asshole piece of shit in him took over and he he, he took his life mm-hmm. and I've, i know he's innocent to proven guilty but i don't give a fuck he he, 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 t- he took george george's life so as mike said why would you want to give policemen and obviously uh, in particular in, in in america as well th- th- this is bad that america's a lot of america's police or well, i don't want to say a lot but there is there is proof that um white nationalists have infiltrated some law enforcement department um, aspects of law enforcement Let's sorry talk about it right yeah so why would you want to again as mike said further empower them further give them tools to possibly take somebody's life and then to hide behind the guise of oh i was just using this choke to subdue him blah blah blah, blah. i wasn't doing it to to kill him look i didn't take out my gun and killed him but yeah, and that, I, I I just don't like the idea. It doesn't sit well with me whatsoever. I think more than training in 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 a martial art or any any martial art for police, I think we need more psychiatric evaluations. I think you need better um, eligibility tests, and you need better requirements to to be in the police to to be in, in general. That's that's what I think. I think that's how the reform starts. Yeah, Kairos, you're up. What you think? Oh, my stance is fuck no. But let's just say for the argument's sake that doing jujitsu is going to absolve these people of their preconceived notions of you based off of your ethnicity, race, whatever. Let's just say that absolves you of that and you're a better person now. Let's also just say for the sake of it that these people are dealing with other traumas. Like let's say a lot of these police officers that I think personally dealt with trauma in their younger ages where they were experiencing a system where they weren't in control. So now Mm -hmm. they have this position of power. They are living inside of a mechanism that they've created themselves where they always have control. Let's just say they're done with that psychological problem too. Let's just get rid of all of that. You Mm -hmm. do jujitsu, you're free of that. Jujitsu, just like every other tool the police have, is a tool. It's a tool. People choose to use what tools when they see fit. Jujitsu for them, especially if they were only doing it an hour for a week, isn't going to do anything for them. The police officers have tasers, they have nightsticks, they have pepper spray, they have all that. They are using that shit. They're still going for the default, which is the gun. 
They're going, so as far as I'm concerned, you would just add another tool to their belt that most of them are not going to use. And the few of them that are going to use, they're going to have a false sense of confidence because one, you haven't trained them adequately. So you're wasting taxpayer money Thank only you. dedicating a week of jujitsu <laughs> to these people. Thank and last but not least, it's like, okay, great. Let's say all is well, we've completely eradicated your bias, and now you're doing jujitsu. And let's say you're a savant. You're out there on the street every single day using your jujitsu. Guess what, though? Guess what? It's not going to solve the problem. If yeah. anything, I think it's just going to make it much worse. Thank you. Imagine a police officer saying, oh, you know what? We don't have to pepper spray him. I'm going to put him in a bulldog choke. A bull... People oh, often God, talk yeah. like it's a backyard brawl like type of technique. And that shit can break your neck. And it's, Look at it's what happened. It's also yeah. the aesthetics. Wait till I tell mm -hmm. you what police officers on duty think about chokes like that. We had detailed conversations about this, and I cannot wait to like just tell y'all what cops on duty think about this. I cannot wait. Mm. And here we go. And Go ahead, Chisanga. I'll wait. Go no, ahead. I was about to say, Kairos is talking about a bulldog joke. It's like, I mean, remember Ben Askren put that shit on Robbie Lawler and looked like if it doesn't just contort your neck, it contorts your whole fucking spine as well. Like, right. and I mean, and Robbie do you want to be given... an athlete. What about pre-existing conditions? What about a black guy that has yeah. asthma? What about somebody yeah. that, you know, has a heart problem and you're going to put them in a bulldog mm. choke? But hey, the I, department I, says I'm trained in jujitsu, though. Uh, nah, it's it, it's uh, to echo the words of Mr. Bodley, it's a fuck no for me. <laughs> you know my last name? Yeah, I've got about bro, I pay attention. Right. <laughs> I need to take that off the internet right now. <laughs> yeah, you won't ever hear mine. Um, so, yes, like I said, I interviewed four of the cops, okay? Here's what they had to say. Cop number one, he loves the idea because he is into fitness and he's a boxer. And guess what? When I was a cop, me and him used to train downstairs and throw hands. We're both into fitness, even though he <laughs> likes the idea. Why? Because he's like, man, you know, I like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but he thinks it's terrible for the job. Terrible. He was like, the last thing cops need is, again, another tool to, like, hurt people. He was like, we need to get away. He, cops were like, we need to de-escalate situations, not train yeah. them on how to make things worse and also a lot of people do not think about this right now whenever a cop goes outside everybody is filming him everybody is filming him or her for police mm -hmm. brutality y'all don't like it when a cop gets into a fist fight with somebody and it's justified i'll give you an example i was on twitter offset was being arrested the cops unlocked his door and took him out. Everybody was like, it's a rights violation. Me, the former cop, was like, no, they have the probable cause to arrest him. In fact, mm -hmm. I've broken windows and dragged people out of cars. I had, two, wow. I had two people tell me that I was bragging and that that was wrong. And all I did was tweet about it. Can you imagine if a cop put someone in a chokehold? You yeah. think these citizens are going to be okay with a cop arm barring mm -hmm. a black man on the street? You think police mm -hmm. want to deal with that? You think police want to be on video bulldog choking somebody? But in fact, one of my officer friends that I interviewed for this, she told me to get off her phone with this bullshit. She don't want to talk about it. She don't even know why I even talk to y'all about this because it sounds like a bunch of people that don't know nothing about no cop culture. And you know what else she said before she hung up on me? She was like, so mm. not only now I have to de-escalate situations because, you know, as women police officers, a lot of times we de-escalate situations. A lot of times men get riled mm. up and we have to be like, that's enough. He's in handcuffs. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah, so my friend was reason. like, so now I got to be like, unlock the choke. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? 
and was like, girl, don't talk to me about this on the phone. I got two kids. I got to go. And she got off the phone. (laughs) Then I spoke to, you know, and then I thought to myself, speak to supervisors because I was a former supervisor and I can name a list of reasons on a managerial level why this wouldn't work. Okay. And Mm -hmm. here's why. Police officers do not want to be trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't know why civilians think cops want to roll around on a mat for their whole career. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but cops are fat, overweight, lazy, disgruntled, and they we are we have low morale. When I was a supervisor, I used to chase cops out of alleys and cemeteries. They used to fall asleep. There a lot of them are lazy. Those cops are not going to learn how to properly choke you. And secondly, they don't want to be caught on videotape choking you right now. In fact, the police captain that I spoke to was like, Gina, that is absolute nonsense. He was like, right now in the police department, we are desperately trying to get cops to soften up and to build a connection between the community and cops. We're not trying to teach them to choke people. That, and you know what he said? He was like, choking people and arm bars has nothing to do with community policing. And mm-hmm. then he said, ever since police brutality has been sensationalized, he cannot get cops to do their jobs. So he was like, even if we train them in this, nobody wants to be the cop that breaks someone's arm by accident and you caught it on film and now he's on trial. Yep. He was like, not yeah. one motherfucking cop will take that. And if they make it mandatory, take it from a former police officer, they will fake injury and go out sick. Ooh. And they will do it with pride. They do it now. If I remember back in the day, somebody, I got one running. I used to be like, fuck, that's the guy that fakes an injury every time he goes, he gets on a foot chase. He had like faking an injury down packed. I remember his name. I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> say it. Say it. No, I'm we'll not because people I work with are going to be like, I remember him. Fuck him. He's probably out sick right now. I can't stand him. He used to cost me so much fucking paper. Every time I was monitoring the radio and wow. his ass was like, Sarge, I got spot. one running. Come to the scene. I used to be like, oh, man, he's going to have a bad back, a sprained ankle, and I got paperwork to do. <laughs> And let me tell you, a lot of them do that because the job just sucks so bad, okay? Okay, now I spoke to the gun recovery sergeant. He's like me. And in fact, I know him because he used to be, we used to be plainclothes together before we both got promoted. But he got promoted to a plainclothes unit. He said the same thing. He was like, Gina, what does choking people have to do with community policing? He was like, right now we're trying to get them to be nice, go into stores, you know, bridge a connection between um, the public and whatnot and diversity training. We got to get these people to make sure that black people are humanized, not objects to be choked. And these are police officers. You know what I mean? So I'm like, so when I see a bunch of people online that have never been cops before or people that train jujitsu, but just, you know, they have three cops in their class. Suddenly they think all cops want to train because they, they're teaching three cops. They don't realize that 90% of those cops, they don't want to train in this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's, it is dangerous. And then to put just, you know, a little icing on the cake, I did my homework. I contacted Jamie on uh, MMA Twitter. I'm sure you guys are familiar with her. She practices jujitsu. And she told me, you know, one hour a week, like, you know, you know, Henner Gracie is offering cops one hour a week training for free at his gym, right? Yeah. There you yes. go. So I asked her, someone who has devoted years of MM, of um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, years of it, she's devoted her time. I said, what do you think of that? She's like, they're not learning absolutely nothing. An hour a week? She was like, when I first started, I did six hours a day. And I was a white belt. She was like, that's the type of work it takes to, to really get good at this stuff and to do things properly. Can y'all tell me which cop I work with would do that? I can't name any. 
I can't name any. And here's another thing she said. Here's another thing she said. She said the problem with jujitsu is that it makes good people better and it makes bad people worse. Exactly. And I don't understand why so many people put cops on such a high pedestal when a lot of them are just like me and you, normal human beings with flaws. And lastly, what does Brazilian jiu-jitsu do for preconceived notions, institutional racism, and um, um, just flat-out racism? Like, my friend that hung up on me was like, great, now I got to talk them down from killing, she said an N-word, now I got to talk them from killing Edwards, <laughs> but now I got to talk them out from choking an N-word. She was yeah. like, get off my phone with the shit, Gina, I'll call you later, I love you. She got off the phone. Cops don't want to hear it. And also, I also got lectured on stop talking to civilians about cops because they don't know shit about us. And that is from a police officer himself. <laughs> and he was like, stop talking to them. They've never been cops. They don't know anything about cop culture, yet they have all these goddamn ideas and none of them work. And that is from a high-ranking official on the police department. They even told me, like the girl who hung up on me, stop talking to them. They don't know shit about what we do. The last thing we need to do is to learn how to choke people. And half mm. of us don't want to know how to choke people in the first place. And here's one last thing. You know what's pissing me off? The fact that this is even a fucking conversation. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, these wow. people see black people killed all over the television screen. And what do they think? Ignore the racism. They need jiu-jitsu training. You know why they keep offering jiu-jitsu training, fellas? Because black people are not human beings to them. We are merely objects. So why not choke them out? That's what they need. If these if these were white people being killed left and right, you really think they'd be saying, oh, we should teach them Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I fucking doubt it. It's, yeah. it, it drives me yeah. insane. If the tables was turned, we would not be discussing martial artists to, to help cops choke even out more people my, that are already killing people. If those people we saw on worry, TV was white, they wouldn't the even mention jujitsu. And shame on anybody for thinking it is a good tactic. And the only reason why you're doing it exactly. is you want to ignore the racism and all the shit that's taking place between us. And I, it just drives me insane. And they don't even want to listen to the police. When I try to argue this shit online, people discard me. And I even have uh, people like, yo, but you were the one that used to do this. Don't you think they know that you have the insight? And I'm like, nah, they don't, you know, they want to tell me how I should have done my job. And that's my worry. That's mm. my worry. This, I reckon, would be the go-to. What do you think about it? Especially in the UK. The first thing that a cop wants to do to you as a black man is to put you in cuffs. No questions asked. That is the, the restraint techniques because there is this fear. And I really do think it's an inherent fear mixed with institutional racism. Racism just permeates the police force. So... Their go-to is to restrain and to incapacitate. Now, whether that's using cuffs, whether that's using a taser, whether that's wrestling you to the ground. Imagine you put someone who is barely skilled, gave them the rudiments of jiu-jitsu to do their job even worse. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine like Some how of them can barely get have? through the police academy. Some of them get beat up during defensive tactics, and then they're the same people that get beat up when they become regular cops. Like, yeah. Some of them, people don't understand that Giving jujitsu to certain cops is not going to make them better because they were shitty cops in the first place. For mm. example, and here's another thing. I, I, I'm so glad I just remembered this. The captain that I spoke to, he was like, everybody needs to stop saying that we need more training. He was like, we have training. The fact is, is that we need to do it more often. We don't need like jujitsu because everybody acts like cops are not trained. We are. Yeah. Here's the thing. When, when, when that story with Tamar Rice the thing that baffled me the most was when you get a call for a gun, 
You don't respond directly to the gun the, to the person's house and park out front. That's why that kid got shot. Of course, you know, race plays a part into that. But the tactically that was wrong. Police need to focus on what the fuck they've been taught until it's muscle memory. Mm. I don't know what type of police officer gets a call for a gun and goes to the front of the location of where the gun is at and shoots out the car window. That's a bad cop. And that's what yeah. my that's what my friend who was a captain was saying. He was like, "We don't need added jujitsu. We need them to kind of remember the training we fucking gave them to de-escalate situations, to use verbal judo, mm-hmm. to not pull up to the front of a house when that house has a gun in it. You go through the back, and then you there's a certain training that cops are ignoring. And then you see the the videos, mm-hmm. and their people are getting killed. Nobody's thinking that. Everyone's like, "Oh, jujitsu. No, they've already been trained. They just shitty at their jobs." And and, yeah. and personally, they do need more training. I've definitely been trained to do things on the job, and I totally went out the window because of my adrenaline or because I saw my partner, who I don't think is my partner, but my best friend getting beat up, and, you know, that goes out the window. It's hard to remember your training when you're in your feelings. Mm. That I do understand. But yeah, jiu-jitsu, it's a high we don't need job. it. Yeah, jujitsu, we don't need it. It's, it's, it's unreal. And I really wish I could have recorded these people because half of them were like, Gina, get off my phone with this bullshit. Ain't nobody <laughs> doing jujitsu. It was hilarious. But it's just so frustrating because when you go online, people who have never been cops are so invigorated by this conversation. Meanwhile, cops are like, Gina, why are you even fucking talking to them? They're nuts. They don't know nothing. You know? <laughs> Oof. Scorched earth from Gina. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of mad. It just it's, it's it's frustrating to come from a field and have so much of a background in it. And for someone who doesn't know anything to tell me about it. And it was yeah. like that when I was a cop. You know how many people I arrested? What's your probable cause? Can you define that, sir? You are under arrest. Like you just committed a crime in front of me. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't search my car. It smells like PCP. You damn right. I can get the fuck out this car. Like you just. You just get so upset because you just feel like everyone tells you what to do or I pay your taxpayers check. Well, then you would know that I could do this shit. Like, what's wrong with y'all? You don't know your rights. And it goes and it goes back to that video by offset. When I saw the police officer unlock his door and say, well, since you don't want to come out, we're coming in. You should have seen everybody in the comments. Oh, he broke the law, this, this and that. And I'm sitting there like, no, he didn't. He's under arrest. What is he going to do? Let him go home because he doesn't want to come out the car? (laughs) I've mm. broken windows and dragged people out the car and still didn't get in trouble for it because I did not brutal, I didn't, I didn't hurt them. them, I didn't brutalize them. Mm. But you best believe two of my followers is like, you're just bragging and you're just a disgusting person. And I'm sitting here like, no, I just did my job without hurting anybody. You're in your feelings. And once again, you are telling someone who did this for a living what they should do when you ain't never done this shit before. I'm intrigued. I know we're going off at a tangent here, but... I've seen this a couple of times over the last few days where the cops smashed the window and dragged them out of the car. I'm just curious, why don't they just open the door and uh, drag them out? Because people locked the door. Last time I did that, they locked the door. And they locked it in front of me. I was like, get out. She was like, clip. I was like, oh, really? I took that ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I broke that window. Yeah, and guess what? I had the probable cause. Why? Because there was crack pipes and needles in the center console. And the driver had a needle sticking out of his arm. Wow. And I could see. So you know what that's called? Probable cause. That means that leads an officer to arrest you. I have what I need to arrest you. That means Mm, you come in with me by force or whether you come out nicely and a lot of people be like well come get me and that's when the windows get broke and you come sliding out that side of the door (laughs) you know what i'm saying but guess that but it's justified (laughs) 
but it's justified. <laughs> but when I see it on Twitter and people crying it's a rights violation, no. Mm. When people refuse to get arrested, sometimes you got to fight. But the thing with cops is that they don't want to be on video doing that even though they're doing the right thing. And they certainly don't want to learn jujitsu and get caught choking you out. And now there's no justice, no peace. And they're being indicted. So the whole jujitsu thing, coming from me as a former police officer and from the people that I interviewed, they don't want no parts of it. I'm not going to lie. Hands down, one of my favorite discussions of all time in terms of shots fired. I love that. I love that. Thank you for yeah. that insight oh, as well, G. Absolutely amazing. Rather ironically, like <laughs> rather ironically, I've saved the discussion on Leon Edwards until last. Now, oh, wait. Oh, shit. I was, I was oh, sorry. Uh, breaking news. Shogun versus Craig 2. It's been booked. Okay. Oh. Well, no surprises there, to be honest with you. I mean, they, 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 I mean, that's well, the fight that should happen, yeah. Well, he was campaigning for that, that for a while, so it's no surprise that they've given him what he wanted. Sorry, I didn't mean to like interrupt on Leon there as well. That's, <laughs> wow. that's, that's, the I, I really did. I'm sure he's used to it. <laughs> the disrespect. Oh, my God. You know, speaking of the disrespect, okay, we joke about this all the time, but what surfaced last week, um, I think is tantamount to disrespect. Now, there were several media outlets which had reported that, <clears throat> excuse me, Leon Edwards had been deranked. He was nowhere to be found in the UFC rankings. I think it was around about Thursday or even Friday. He'd been taken out of the rankings. Now, there was this um, conversation that was going around, and um, I don't know where it stemmed from, but that He'd been taken out of the rankings because of inactivity. But if you look at it, one rule for one doesn't necessarily um, equate to one rule for all. Because we all know of others who have uh, kept their rankings and obviously um, not had as much uh, activity as would be required. But anyway, cut long story short, after much uh, consternation, I have to say, the, the kind of like uh, Bane public ran to Leon's defence. Now, where are these people when, you know, um, he's been denied his title shot week after week after month after month? Where are all these people? But there was a vocal majority, so much so that this is how I think things actually panned out. I don't know if this was an actual fact, but just to actually build up to this, we all know that not by his own design, but just by a set of circumstances, that it started with Woodley. The fact is that fight actually fell through. Corona had another idea uh, as to you know what trajectory Leon was going to be on. Then he was actually apparently offered Kamaru Usman as his next fight, but that was too short notice. He didn't have the time to actually get ready for that. Then uh, apparently there was an offer of Carby Covington, number one contender when you think about it. That wasn't actually taken up then jeff neal a prospect when you think about it was offered that wasn't taken up then hamzat chemaev was actually thrown into the mix now you remember old mixtic mike was campaigning for this fight was asking for this fight was begging for this fight for leon well that has actually come to fruition leon edwards Hamzat Chimaev goes down December 19th. Now, he is back in the rankings. I don't know if it's coincidence whether it was subject to him actually accepting this fight or whether it was that he was always on this trajectory to take on Chimaev because when you think about it, if he does the business, if he goes in and destroys this man, steamrolls this man, then, you know, they he is the hype killer. 
and rightly so should be you know back in everybody's good graces i'm talking about the ufc's good graces now my point is this he's back at rank number three in the the the, the rankings My, my, my question to you well it's twofold one he is now the underdog. Look at the betting odds. Please, I beg you. Look yeah. at the betting odds. He is a plus 150 underdog. Jemayev is minus 180 as the favourite. Now, I've got a twofold question. And I'm going to start with you, Kairos. First of all, was it a mark of high disrespect to derank and to take out uh, Leon from the rankings? Um, considering that we are talking about inactivity, we are talking about, I've, I've listed them, these are the opportunities that was put his way. Is it a mark of disrespect and um, kind of like solidifying the fact that we all know this, but it's kind of like telling that here is another mark of disrespect? That's the first question. But secondly, do you think the current status in terms of betting odds is correct, given the steamrolling uh, actions of Chimaev, given the inactivity of Leon Edwards. Now, Kairos, take it away. (laughs) They are ultra disrespectful to do that to Leon. They are so damn disrespectful. For you to go from three to unranked is like, It'd be different. It's like, okay, we move you down to four, five, six. That's like, okay, that's right. a little bit just fine. But for y'all motherfuckers to say, nah, take him from the rankings. <laughs> that is, and, you, and don't hit me with the, oh, it's a negotiation tactic. How mm. many motherfuckers y'all know that has that happened to? When they completely derank you from top three status? So disrespectful. I'm not, I'm not listening to anyone who's trying to rationalize that. You can't rationalize that. That has never happened, I don't think, to any fighter, except for maybe Yair, who got cut for not accepting a fight. Who And I don't mm-hmm. think he was ranked that high, though. I think Yair was ranked like 7 or 8 at the time. I'm a yeah. Yair stan. Mm-hmm. But super disrespectful. You cannot defend that. As far as the odds are concerned, are people able to bet on these fights yet? Yep. Yes. Okay, I, that's the reason why, though. That's the reason why. Because it's at, it's at minus 180 right now for Shamaya, but I bet you it was close to a pick em, but everyone's just like, I'm going for Shamayev, and they probably tilted the odds in his favor rather than the odds makers actually putting it that way. When but I odds, wouldn't put it past them. When the odds were released first off, um, Leon was trailblazing. He was way ahead. And now, yeah. all of a sudden, it switched. And we're talking about a dramatic switch when you think about it. It's madness. I mean, the, the average. average let, me just, let me just outline some facts for you. Look, Leon Edwards is eight, 18 sorry, and 3. Jumayev is 9-0. and 0. Okay, unbeaten. Between them both, they've had six KOs in their careers. They've had the same amount of submissions. Now, in terms of the streak, the win streak they're on, this might tilt things slightly for you if you're still going to you know, you know, continue on this path. The win streak that Leon is on, he's on an eight-fight win streak. Jumayev is on a nine-fight win streak, obviously being 9-0. and 0. So does that colour it slightly for you? 
Listen, you're preaching to someone who, like, I'm just going to be real. Mm. I can't rationalize Shamayev being a favorite under any circumstances. <laughs> yes, he has the potential to be fighter of the year if he beats Leon because he's had a phenomenal 2020. I'll give him that. He's had a phenomenal 2020 campaign thus far. Mm. But for us to justify you being a favorite against a person who's in the top three, and the top three is different from being in the top 15. It's different from being in the top 10. It's different from being in the top five. Yeah. There are so many different tiers of talent level, though farther down you make it down those rankings and for, and for people to actually try and rationalize you even considering him being a favorite is lunacy it's lunacy and like i'm glad though i'm glad this is gonna happen because once again mma fans are gonna learn y'all are some fucking idiots the same way y'all thought that alex caceres there are people trying to rationalize alex caceres losing to what was that one skinny kid's name um I can't remember his name. He was a kid who only had like seven fights, and oh, Alex Sears had like thirty. Name? Was it Chase Hooper? Uh, yeah, Chase Hooper. Yeah, Chase Hooper. Like people, are like Chase is gonna get him down somewhere. I'm like, bro, Alex Sears has more losses than Chase Hooper has fights. Right. Similar That's to like experience. Yeah. Like, bro, like it ain't it isn't going down like how y'all think it's going down. Shamayev is gonna smash, and if he smashes, mm -hmm. then congratulations. We're I'll eat my words. I'm not perfect, but for us to, I'm just looking at it with a side eye. I don't believe this bullshit one bit. Like, no. How about you, G? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm. I think this is just full on corruption, disrespect, everything you can <laughs> think of. Corruption. Um, I think this is. I'm so dramatic, but allegedly, I do think this allegedly, is yeah. Alleged, alleged corruption. I do think they're playing with the rankings, and I'm so. But you know what? I am so glad that they're playing with the rankings because I'm so sick and tired of being the only person on Twitter that's like, what the fuck? We don't go by rankings no more? And you know what people tell me? Rankings don't matter. Yes, but sure <laughs> the hell they do. Yes, they do because you saw they dropped Leon's ass and he was like, hey, Shmaev, you want to fight? Rankings do matter, mm -hmm. okay? Even if they're corrupt, allegedly, or whether they don't make sense or whatnot, they matter. And when the UFC played these games at Leon, it taught all of us to respect them rankings. Yep. Because they will remove you from them if you are inactive or whether they don't like you or you make money. Even though, you know, it's not going by the rules here, they sure as fuck matter. And I think what they did to Leon was so foul. I mean, I don't agree with his actions that he turned down so many fights. Like, Leon, you ain't got that type of juice, baby. Like, the fans, <laughs> the fans are not into you. You not one of Dana's golden child. Like, he should have played the game a bit differently and, like, taken a fight at some point so he could have avoided fighting now Shamayev, which is such a dangerous fight for him. And not just dangerous as in... I think he can beat him, but what does he get if he beats him? Maybe nothing because it's a un they'll pull the, well, he was unranked, so now you have to fight Kobe. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, 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 it's just, I just think it's really foul. And as far as the betting thing, I, I don't know much about that, but it's if it's if bet, fans can bet already, they're going to bet on Shamayev because we discussed recency bias. Right now they're high up on him. They, they, yeah. Leon fought last year and they don't like Leon they don't like his personality <laughs> they don't like how he fights everybody's picking Shemaev except for like me mm. you know forget, it's just, it's, but it's a shame what they did with the rankings though and then you know what the best part was fellas they put his ass right back on it two hours after he said he would fight Shemaev the disrespect <laughs> y'all couldn't wait three days or until after the fight y'all couldn't wait three days uh, yo they they done my yardy boy dirty yeah that was foul I would have <laughs> at least after the fight, I would have put him back on, or maybe like two weeks later. They did it literally three hours after he was like, oh, "Okay, we'll fight." They put him right back, and that that goes to show you that like that was petty, that was mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, "Oh, that's so foul." Well, well, since you're doing what we want us to do, we'll put you back on. That's what that was. They violated yeah. him. 
they yeah, they, they did. They, yeah, as as Kyra said there, they they violate him. They're like I just I I couldn't believe that when I first saw I I thought it was Photoshop when I first saw the tweet saying no oh, Leon Edwards has been removed from the rankings and then. I, well, I I kept trying to check my own rankings, and you know, over here, Mike, in the UK, it takes a while yeah. for all of us to get the the updates, then the latest rankings. Mm. But when I saw that, I was just like, I can't believe this. I literally, how are you? How are you doing this to somebody who could potentially be the flag bearer for a huge market for you? In the in the, like, well, I'm, I'm saying obviously, if he potentially wins a title or whatever, but. The disrespect, just to oh man, I'm even lost words. Like you know, I I, I rifle Leon through through hell and back or whatever, but just the disrespect from the UFC to, to take him out the rankings and then, as G said, not even wait like a couple days or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they literally waited a couple hours to put him back in there. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, they got what they wanted and whatever. <clears throat> Obviously, it was a good no- negotiation tactic from from the UFC. And I love Leon, and like as I said, I'll ride with him to 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 the death. But I think he kind of all right. Let me. I, I'm trying to think of a nice way to to, uh, to say. I think he kind of shat the bed, if you know what I mean, in the sense <laughs> I that think so too. He, he, yeah. he was like, oh shit. And I, I completely understand if I was in that situation where, well, you have to think of all sorts of scenarios mm-hmm. where you think, fuck, I might not be, I might not get money in for X amount of time or whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah, of course, I'd, I'd go back with, with, with my, uh, with, with my hands in the air and say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do, I'll do what you want. But yeah. n- now that he's fighting, comes, uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and you even pitched the fight to, um, to, to his brother, Fabian. I remember yeah. that, Mike, in yeah. a, a couple of episodes and he ago. Said, Hell no. He's unranked. But now just look, look at where we are. Like, mm. I, I, mean, I mean, I understand. Okay, so I don't agree with Leon turning down all the fights. So let's go through the fights that he did turn down. He turned down the he turned down the, the Usman fight, correct? Was that the first one? Yeah. I think Colby so. Colby Covington he turned down. The, he turned uh, the, down the, Colby Covington? Yeah. When, oh, when, he, when, Leon uh, crazy. It, it was when the Woodley fight was a bit up in the air, they offered it to him. Mm. But with the, with the Usman fight... I don't, I don't begrudge him for turning that down. And I know people will be like, oh, well, it's a title shot. Bisping took a title shot no, in like two weeks' notice or whatever. I mean, this is what you've been working for your entire life and you want to gamble it? Like, uh, John like, Jones doesn't do short notice title fights. Remember he was no. going to fight broke-ass Chael Sonnen and he was like, no, no. No, no, I did not. No, no, no. It was meant to fight. It was yeah. It was meant to fight Dan Henderson initially. What what UFC was that? Because that's the that was the first UFC card to get cancelled. The pay per view. He was meant to fight yep. Dan Henderson. Yep. He's meant to fight. Then they opened a jail. He was like hell. And he no. was like no, no. And we all were like, why? He sucks. You can beat him. He was like, yeah. no, no. I did not prepare for him. And it, it's okay if fighters do that. It's 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 a championship fight. There's mm, a lot on the line. Yeah. I get why Leon said no to yeah. Usman, but I Colby. Get it. Anyone in the top five he said no to yeah. was nuts to me. Nuts. So who? So so it was Usman. There were four fights. So Usman, Jeff Neal. Colby, Jeff Neal, and she was like, like I can, okay, I cannot. Uh, well, I, that was a fight that just should have happened. It should like was lined up perfectly. That, though, or the, uh, yep. are we talking like fans like throwing him into the mix? Because no, I think I, he I, was offered Wonder Boy. No, I, see the, how I heard it played out was. 
Wonder Boy was trying to insert his name into yeah, the mix. Mm. It wasn't oh, anything okay. that was put forward as in There's a fight on the concrete. table. No, okay. these fights that I, I, I've detailed. This uh, we're talking like you know. Okay, um, I'm, I'm hearing this third hand, but these were viable. These were things that were offered, and he turned them down. Like offered from the UFC, not yeah. like a fighter like inserting himself into yeah. the mix, DMing no. him. It's like That's Dana, right. like we got the contract. Yeah, okay. yeah, we'd have got it from. Yeah, it's. You, you know <sighs> what I think, fellas? I think um, I think he held on to that eight fight win streak a little too hard and here's the thing yeah. i don't mind that he did because honestly in in a fair world you, you're supposed to get a title shot after all those yeah. types of fights and i think that's what he was banking on but what he didn't realize is the entertainment aspect of yeah. the business if he cannot sell pay-per-views even with an eight fight win streak you just gonna have to keep fighting until you get that fight where the fans are now interested in you and that's what dana's mm. doing he's like until you'd like smoke somebody or until fans start talking to you you know what I'm saying? We not booking yeah. you a fight. And Leon was like, well, I got eight wins in a row. So, you know, I can turn down whoever. And he quickly mm. realized he could not. And now he's facing that monster that we know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, if we, well, the, the upside to low side ratio is, is such a bad fate. Like the ratio is so bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, Leon has everything to lose. Everything yep. to lose. Even and if you he know, wins, it's not a good. Like yeah. Dana can be like, he's unranked. I mean, what do you want me to do now? Now you yeah. fight Kobe. Now you fight someone in the top five. And I think that's what's going to happen because if Leon doesn't, if Leon wins by decision, right? He's he's gonna have to fight Colby or a top five after that. So he, he has to smoke to go, oh, he'd, have, he'd have to go on a ten fight win streak. Is this yep. what you're saying like to get Tony. a title shot? Yep. I'm, like not, Tony oh my I'm not God. gonna lie. I, I will be very very shocked and surprised if it doesn't actually play out just as you've just described there, G. I'll tell you why. Hamza Chimaev used to train with Jimmy Manuel. Jimmy Manuel used to um, go over to All Stars and. Um, mm. Uh, when he was fighting. And um, this was the guy who he was high on. So when he mentioned him, when he, when he, he you know, he, he cropped up again in conversation um, when he faced John Phillips, he said, this guy is lethal. This guy, you don't sleep on this guy. So I don't think it would be a walk in the park for Leon. I really don't. And if yeah. I'm really perfectly honest, Leon is my boy, and I know it's Black History Month. We should be exalting our UK fighters. And if oh, there was a what poster are you going to say, Mike? If there was a poster boy for Black History Month from a mixed martial arts perspective, it would be Leon. But this is going to be an all-out war. Trust me. An yeah. all-out war. It's yeah. not going to be a walk in the park. Leon isn't going to go in there and school and finish him in the first or second round. We're talking two guys who are going to be going at it. We're talking like extinction level event. Trust me. Well, they have, you know why, Mike? They have two different goals. Leon has to reestablish himself to get that title shot. Mm. So either this fight is going to propel him to that title shot yeah. or it's going to get him closer. And Shemaev, if he knocks off Leon Edwards, he gets even deeper in Dana's pocket yeah okay he knocks off the person that is probably annoying Dana with wanting a title shot you mm -hmm. know what I mean like that kind of mm. puts that ends Leon asking for a title shot if he beats him and then on top of it I'm convinced Dana wants to make this guy a star so if he beats of Leon course. you can now give him Colby you can now give him Uzma you know what I mean now you can get him in that direction of time to make him a star one more fight then he fights Usman. so 
both of them have so much at stake here and they're going to give it their all. But the thing is, Leon is pretty damn good. So good luck, Shamaya. You, you know, know what? Yeah. You know I'm, what? I mean, Don't I'm, sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come clean about something. I used to spend a lot of time talking to the ACB fighters. Now, the majority of them are either from um, Chechnya or um, Dagestan. And there mm-hmm. was a real theme there was a concurrent theme there was a recurring theme with these fighters they don't fight people they fight animals in their training they are fighting animals we're talking like bears typically and a lot of their records i don't know why they do it but they underplay how many wins they have these are people who are steeped in the fight game deep in the fight Mm. game and like i say they're sparring partners aren't human beings mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know what i find interesting too it's not just dagestan when i listened to yo romero's training in cuba i was like this sounds like a concentration camp and this is just literally wrestling <laughs> camp in cuba like i was like oh my god wow. and that is why i think sometimes people like khabib are so successful because the work ethic is on some next shit like we don't declaw bears tie them to a pole and wrestle them at nine years old mm. Yeah. Like we just don't like he was swimming in a river in the winter going against the current in the winter like we don't do that you know <laughs> so <I think laughs> we're that's bitches we in see. comparison we're bitches yeah. in comparison exactly our pools are heated indoors and we have a coach you know what i mean so khabib was like no it's winter time and i'm swimming in a river against stream and then when i was nine i wrestled a bear y'all was like the best wrestler in cuba Eight, and whoever lost didn't eat that night that's a whole yeah. different level of competition <laughs> so i thought i was tough drinking water out the water hose <laughs> y'all crazy yeah, yeah. So like when you run a race and you pour water over your head i always felt tough when i poured water in the marathon and i poured it over my head while running that's me, that's me being tough you know going back to the fight though like look i i think leon beats him i i but as mike said i think it's going to be a war yeah what i i what i don't what I hope doesn't happen is that Leon, well, obviously he's going to go into the fight feeling feeling aggrieved, feeling feeling hard done by. But I don't want that to affect his game plan Final because his feelings. You, yeah, you do not want to be going in there with, uh, with with this Russian killer fighting in your feelings and not fighting the fight that we all know that you can fight. Mm. So it's for me. Well, Leon's takedown defense has improved since since the Usman fight. A lot of people don't 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 realize that, but it'll be interesting to see if he if he can stop the relentless takedown yeah. defense uh, to takedown offense of of Hamza. Mm. But I am picking Leon Edwards. I'm gonna make bank betting on Leon Edwards to beat Kamzat <laughs> Chimaev. And if Kamzat Chimaev beats beats Leon, fair enough. I'll do my twenty five press ups and I'll well. Yeah, that that's it. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna promise anything else. But yeah, yeah what uh, what are you, who are you who are you guys picking? Wow, I, I'm, are we going there this early? It's December nineteenth. It's 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 uh, built for you know. Just throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nervous. No. I, I I'm picking Leon, but I'm scared because I don't know anything about Shemaev. You know what I'm saying? But I do. What I do know is that he's scary. So I don't know. I'm gonna be the dissenting voice. I'm going with Shemaev. Oh, I, th- I you thought you were going to say that. You can't oh. blame him. I'm going with Jemayev. Seriously, from the time that Jimmy has been talking about this, it's been non-stop. This guy's a killer. This guy's a wolf. Look out for he this guy. Like Don't one. sleep on this guy. Man, yeah. I'm heeding Jimmy's word. 
I am actually all in with Chimaev. And yeah, I, think, I think it's going to be... Mirchat, she... Yeah. I, I think that, it's going to be by he, submission. <laughs> submission? Yeah. Right. Oh, man. I, I could see a rear naked choke. Yeah. yeah. I could nah, see I'm... I I could see him smothering Leon with that wrestling, and I've seen wrestling footage of him, like him just wrestling in in, in re- it's scary. And then he's I been can... doing it since he was like three. Mm. Nah, Leon Leon's gonna Leon's gonna win, and he's gonna take the mic and say, "I hope so." Dana, your bug blood clot pulling me out the ranking. I'll call for Masvidal. <laughs> you need to weasel. Shot. You weasel. <laughs> Give me the yeah. weasel. Kairos. <laughs> yeah. Are you going with? <sighs> guys are fucking with my head right now <laughs> i'm scared now at first i was like i was like yeah it's stupid that they made leon the other but the more and more you guys keep dehumanizing hamzat and his training style <laughs> just like <laughs> this ain't this ain't a normal human being Trains this is trust me Kyrus, did you see him training the dude in the back with the hip like when yes. he was like nah when someone you know hit him with your hip he obviously didn't listen though because he got embarrassed. Let's talk about that, by the way. Let's talk about that, by the way. Like, yeah, he ragged up. That was John Phillips. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. Like, a couple of fight. Yeah, but then John Phillips then got proceeded to get taken down. He, he, like, didn't, he didn't learn nothing uh, from that backstage. Nah, nah. I think I did though, but he ain't learned nothing. Kairos, he's but still that, having even that little clip was scary. Oh shit, my bad. Go ahead, Kairos. Yeah. I don't want to answer. <laughs> 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 you guys, ahead. Black History Month is right now. Ours is in February. I feel like I'm betraying us by, by, by talking. Aww. Listen, if I this is one of those scenarios where this is similar with how I thought with Gaethje and Habib. I was like, I believe Gaethje will win. But would I put money on it? Fuck no. I believe Leon will win. But will I put money on it? Fuck no. That's the, that's the answer you need right there. Am I putting no Speaking of putting money on stuff, right? You all saw my message a few days ago in the group. Anderson Silva is going to beat Uriah Hall this weekend. Oh, no. So. I am oh, putting no. money on it. Oh, I am hell put- no. I don't I'm think put- he is, but I want him to so bad. I am putting money on it. I will put, I don't know how much, I think I might put 20 pounds on it. But I just have a feeling in my bones that the spider is. He's going to do something special. I really, really do. And as I, I said, so. as I said to you before, we all know that Uriah Hall is a huge, huge Anderson Silva fan who, who isn't. But, and I think there could be a possibility that this could be your um, Mirko Korkop versus Pat Berry 2 kind of thing where Hall might be a, a bit in awe of, of, uh, of Anderson and could then get caught could be susceptible to something that you normally wouldn't be so you know i'm going for the spider and yeah that's it i'm saying it with my chest i'm going with the spider but i think it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a stinker you're looking at somebody in ui hall who's going to be gun shy who's going to be in awe of the prowess of anderson silver and reluctant to actually do anything spectacular. I, I don't really I don't really hold out much hope of this being, you know, the all guns blazing Damn. finish to uh, a spectacular career wow. and um, you know, near goat status of Anderson Silver. Wow. I'm really Wait surprised. Wait for a dampener. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> 
want to go home and play sad music and shit now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hello, darkness, my yeah, Light some candles. But, but y'all, like, y'all don't think that he's mentally prepared to fight him? Like, his last two fights, he has been mentally with us, strong, Thank you. tough. Like, he, y'all are describing the Uriah from like when Chael had to baby him and you know mm-hmm. all, when he when he you know when he's just off mm-hmm. on his game when mm-hmm. he's just kind of like you're not there mentally but you have all the tools I haven't seen that Uriah since 20 like since July 2018 when you know like since he mm-hmm. since he's lost Apollo he's not mentally weak anymore so if he comes out the way that I think he's gonna come out yeah Anderson gonna have an ugly retirement fight because that man is dangerous well, that ain't gonna happen. So, what? And you know what else I think too? I think his coaches know about this fandom and everything that you're saying. I think they're already prepping him. Like he ain't nothing mm. but a man. I think they're already like preparing him for that fandom and that stuff yeah. just to kill him. I think that's part just of the wait. training. Yeah, but it'll, it'll kind of be like the way that Donald Cerrone was before he fought Conor. Donald was in the zone when he was in the Donald's octagon. Donald's a bird. Before he no, 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 let me finish. Yeah, <laughs> Donald's a everything. bird. No, no, yeah. But until, like, when he was when he was in there and, like, I, I, I had a good view for I had a good view for it that, that night. When he was in there, like, when he was in the cage and when, when it went dark and when the green light started to come up, his demeanor just changed. That's and, what like, he does. He, he, lost, he lost the fight there. Mm-hmm. And as soon... I, I love Uriah Hall, but I think as soon as the arena goes black and starts hearing "Ain't No Sunshine" till she's gone, I yeah. think I think that's gonna get like he'll feel it in his bones. He'll feel that he's gonna be fighting somebody that he's idolizing. I mean, until I mean, you're in that in, until be, you're in that moment, you can't prepare for it. So to be honest with you, I think Izzy Izzy did it too. Like I think he, that's why he didn't smoke him, and they had that really flashy, fun, dancey type of fight. I think mm-hmm. um, if Izzy wasn't such a huge fan of his, he would have just put him away. I don't think that I, I think Izzy went easy on him. To be honest with you, and I think I agree with you. A lot that, of the yeah. fighters are fans of his, but if you riot, if they can get that fandom out of him. Yo, that man is in trouble. Kyrus, we're not going to let you off the hook. We're going to come back and double back. <laughs> First of all, who have you got? Uriah Hall or Anderson Silva. But we are going to nail you down in terms of who you have between Kamzat Chemaev and Leon Edwards. Oh, my Edwards. God. Yeah, Kyrus, hold just, just let it out. Hold your, hold your hand to the fire. Right, first yeah. off, Uriah oh, Hall or Anderson Silva. Uriah Hall, I'm confident with that one. After him switching over to Fortis MMA, he's become a different breed. Like, I'm not even, it's not even a question, Uriah Hall. Leon versus Humzai. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm. Man, fuck this. Leon, man. Leon Bridges. Let's go. (laughs) There you go. Three against one. (laughs) Leon Bridges. There you go. Well, we have, as always, uh, emptied all the clips and. Left no one standing. Gotta <laughs> 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 check for bodies this episode. Know what I mean, uh, yeah, there's plenty of them. Run out of body bags, man. We haven't got long to wait um, until we do actually see Uriah Hall and Anderson Silva uh, do battle this weekend. But we'll be back next week for another round of shots fired. Peace out, Separate the weak from the oxa. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn Street. It's on again. Stop all that bickering beat. <laughs>